This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 220, How to Optimize the Creative Mindset, inspired by Monet and Banksy. Five, six, seven, eight. Hello there, and welcome to session number 220 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a 20-plus year hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So I went to two different art experiences, and one of them I was expecting to see some dance, but I didn't. But it was okay, because all of this totally relates to dance, to creativity, to mindset, and to business, which is, as you know, if you've listened to my my podcast for any amount of time, that's what I'm all about. But I went to the Monet exhibit, the Monet Expo, and the Banksy exhibit, two separate ones, two very different artists. And these experiences were two completely different feels. But I enjoyed both of them. And of course, I got a ton out of both of them. So I'm excited to share these tips on creativity and mindset that I got from my experiences. There are seven specific things that I will share that will cultivate and optimize the creative mindset that you already have. Before we get into this episode, I want to invite you to a show that I'm excited about that I will be performing in virtually live on February 11th, which is a Friday at 7pm Pacific. Now, if you can't make that time, the event is available on demand for 72 hours after it airs. So, so excited about that option. I will be doing some movement to the music of my dear longtime friend, Francis Retronome, who has some amazing things coming up. So together we will be doing music and movement and some other things that we have planned and also a Q&A session afterwards. So you can ask us about creativity, which I talk about in the session or anything else with our process and things that we've done. But we're really excited to be able to spend some time live with different people from all over the place. And hopefully you will be there. I would love to see you and answer any questions you might have, whether it's related to the show or not. It could be related to the podcast or things that I've talked about on the podcast. But either way, I would love to see you. And uh, the the tickets are available at bit.ly forward slash retro vibe show. R-E-T-R-O-V. I-B-E show, Retro Vibe Show. It's a short link. It's a bit.ly link. I'll link it in the show notes. But get your tickets. And uh, if you can't make it live, then you can access it on demand for 72 hours afterwards. I would love to see you. So let's go ahead and get into this session, session number 220, about the creativity mindset as it was inspired by the art of Monet and Banksy. Thank you so much for joining me. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Think back to the last time you walked into a room and you felt immediately at ease. You felt comfortable. You felt welcomed. You felt peaceful. You almost felt like you were at home, like you could take your shoes off. That kind of feeling. In contrast, Think about a time where you walked into a space and you felt immediately on edge. You felt uneasy. You felt cold. Maybe the temperature of the room was cold if you're not into that. I know some people really like cold temperatures, but 
you just felt not at ease. <laughs> you felt not peaceful. The contrast, right? This is what I would describe for my experiences between Monet, the immersive experience, and Banksy, genius or vandal, exhibit. And they are both very different artists. So understandably, understandably, I felt very different going into these. Going into the Monet experience, I love that welcoming, calming, beautiful, peaceful feeling I felt. It was just set up so well that way. Walking in, seeing points of interest, different places he had been when he had served in the military, as well as the gardens and places in France, and just gave me things to add to my my long bucket list of places that I want to go. And then walking into another room that was like a big living room and seeing his artwork all over the place and just that feeling of comfort and familiarity. Even if you're not familiar with his work, that's what you would have felt. That's what the way I felt. And I think it was definitely set up that way. Then walking into another room that was just bridges and foliage and this cute, I guess it was cute. It was cute to me. <laughs> it was these, these uh, flowers and these, um, these uh, digital, digital, yes, digital ponds. It looked like fish were swimming right under your feet because of his iconic work on, on the bridge, which if you, if you know anything about him, you'll see that. And I'm going to link all this information in the show notes. So even if you're not familiar, but you know, he's pretty well known. So that feeling of comfort and ease and, and beauty with the flowers and the colors and the warmness definitely added to my experience. And oh my gosh, I loved it. And then switch on over the contrast of going to the Banksy exhibit. Now, it was raining that day, and it was cold, and it was windy. So it set the context of the whole experience. Now that I think back on it, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, it was all part of the experience, you know, getting there is rainy and cold and walking in the building is, it, it wasn't an industrial museum. Oh, I don't know if it was even that it was just it was very stark and cold and dark. But his artwork can be that way. <laughs> if you've seen his artwork, he's a very fascinating person. All artists are very fascinating, right? So you walk in and it's just like, bam, confrontation. I just felt like, ooh, it's right in my face. The stuff, the words, the uh, the images, and just some of it just kind of confronting me. And I don't know if it was because of getting through that weather and the coldness or, yeah, it was part of that and and uh, just the way that his artwork was. It's either this is it, this is the way I feel, I'm going to make my stamp on it and show you this, and this is me. Although people don't know who he is, right? You know, all the con the, the uh, mystery around him. So it, it was this cold and dark feeling, but I was still very fascinated and very engaged. And um, also this one, just because I don't like crowds, <laughs> I mean, I deal with crowds, you know, we all do, right? This one was a little bit more crowded. I was surprised because it was on a weekday and, and there was quite a bit of people there, although maybe it was because it was during Christmas break or something. I don't know. But that I don't know. Maybe it was the energy of the people it was very different. Everything was kind of right up in front of your face. And the music was very um, dissonant and not calming and smooth and melodious like it was for, for, for um, Monet. But isn't it cool to experience contrasting environments? Because then you you realize what you like and what you don't like and what speaks to you and what doesn't. And 
one of the things I'm actually, let's just go ahead and get right into um, the creative optimization lessons, if you can call it that, that I learned that I would love to share and, and hopefully you get something out of it. But I have seven things to share with you talking about this, about these experiences. Oh, before I get into it, huge shout out to Fever Up for putting on these amazing immersive events. They have a lot of stuff going on. You got to check out their website. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's feverup.com. They have some cool stuff going on and shout out to them. And also, yeah, check them out. Anyway, I, I can't say enough great things about these experiences and all the stuff that they have available. So how do you optimize the creative mindset, which you already have, that is inspired by Monet and Banksy. Number one, how can you create your environment to serve you best? Now, do you like minimal things or do you like to be surrounded by lots of things that inspire you and bring you joy? Some of your tastes might be informed by your culture, by another culture that you're fascinated with, a love for a certain person, place, or thing. For example, my friend, (laughs) she's into flamingos, disco balls, and pom-poms. So what does she have in her house? flamingos, disco balls, and pom-poms. Now, she doesn't always have them out, but, oh, it's so funny. When we talk on Zoom, I see that that uh, the all the pink and everything. It's, it's just so funny. But anyway, Monet was warm with comforting colors and his art taking you to beautiful experiences and places. Yet Banksy had this very dark, bold, in-your-face kind of art and expression. And people like one or the other or both. I like both. It just depends on my mood, right? So think about how you can create your environment to serve you best. Number two, how can you add value and find ways to engage in your business and personal relationships? Now, both these exhibits included additional VIP experiences, which I'm so thankful I got to experience. Like the Monet exhibit had the um, this coloring section as part of the exhibit. So you sat down, you had the crayons. Oh my goodness, I was so happy. And um, you had these sheets of blank paper, not blank, it was his work, but you you could color whatever design you wanted. So we got to color and then they would put our artwork up on the screen so we could see our artwork displayed. So it it just made me really happy. Again, just the whole thing made me so happy and joyful. So we had that. So that totally added value. I was not expected that. I was not expecting that. And then both of them had the virtual reality tour, which I loved. I love the Monet one. Oh my goodness. I was seriously so happy. I There was one part where it took us through these poppy fields. Oh my goodness. I just loved it. And, and it's funny because I'm not totally into flowers, but this just made me really happy and want to get some flowers <laughs> for myself. So, oh my goodness, it was flowers and the fields and that was just wonderful. And then the Banksy one was a little bit Oh, I, you know, the left side of the, um, the device of the virtual reality device fogged up. So I was thinking, okay, is it just me? Am I fogging this thing up or is this part of it? It just wasn't, the glass wasn't clean and it was very abrupt. Again, his art was abrupt. The virtual reality experience was abrupt because even the way it took us through his artwork, it was very angular as opposed to Monet's was very flowy and just kind of easing through again. So how can you add value and find ways to engage in your business and personal relationships, whether it's adding a VIP experience like what happened during these um, art events, 
or it might be a quick phone call, a handwritten note, a text. A lot of times for me, and I, I think I've talked about it several times on different episodes, if I'm thinking of a person, I know there's a reason I'm thinking of them. And so I send them a text or I send them an email because I know there's a reason they're coming to mind. So I find a way to either check on them, encourage them, maybe bring to mind a personal or business experience because I'm obviously thinking of them for some reason. And usually I would say 90%, oh gosh, I think it's close to 100% of the time. It's very timely that I contacted them and, and, um, that they needed something, whether it was an, an encouragement or something at that time. So I think it's really important to find ways that you can add value and find ways to engage in your business and personal relationships. Number three, what can you let go of that will take weight off your shoulders? Taking weight off can make more room for your creativity mindset and processes. I'm reminded of this because there is a Banksy piece of art. It's one of his iconic ones where this girl is letting go of this heart-shaped balloon. Now the balloon is light, obviously, but the heart to me represents a heaviness or something that's really, really dear to you. And sometimes it's hard to let go of even the good things, but are you sacrificing the great for the good? So this takes some time to discern and it can be different for various seasons of your life. But how can you let go of something that will take weight off your shoulders so you can have more space for creativity? Number four, instead of being quick to judge, how about being quick to think compassionately? First to yourself and to others. I talk about this a lot. If you've listened to any of my podcast episodes, I talk about this a lot. I talk about this a lot in my social media posts. Compassion because I've had to learn how to be more compassionate to myself and to others. So I had to be <laughs> compassionate in the Banksy exhibit with the crowds, with the, with the, you know, like there was one part of the exhibit where I wanted to read more about different places he's been all over the United States, well, all over the world, putting his mark on different places. You know, the whole thing with, you know, is he a genius or is he a vandal, you know? So I had to be patient. I had to be compassionate. And no, you know, I'm not the only person in this exhibit. So I had to be patient waiting to look at these things and, and other parts of the exhibit. So it just reminded me to just be more patient, <laughs> not be so quick to judge. Number five, what are some therapeutic activities you can do? And this is not to overwhelm yourself by adding more things, but finding things that give you some relief. Now, especially at the time of this recording, getting in and out of the COVID pandemic and people experiencing different things, we've had to be really creative and be mindful and more aware of doing things and hopefully doing some things, even if it's just for a few minutes, that can be therapeutic. And sometimes those work, sometimes they don't, sometimes they are for a good part of whatever you're going through. Sometimes they're for a specific season of this it's weird to say season of this pandemic, but we've been in it for a couple of years that there have been seasons of it. So what are some things that you can do to find relief, to foster creativity, to expand that creative mindset? And uh, it's, it's definitely an experiment and it's definitely worth exploring and worth navigating because it can help you. Number six, easing into versus rushing into 
that knee-jerk reaction versus having strategic intention. What do I mean by these things? I appreciated the sense of calm and ease of entering the Monet exhibit first with the setting of the music, his life, artwork, all that that I just talked about, versus the Banksy exhibit being quite the opposite, the jarring contrast between light and dark, the abruptness, things in your face, all over the place, but still strategic because that is what is representative of Banksy's art, just like the calmness and the beautiful colors and the flowing representing Monet and his art. So what is it that you prefer in terms of your creative process, your creative mindset, your creative space? Take all of that into consideration. Number seven, sometimes destroying things might make them better. Like destroying bad habits that can bring more room for creativity and more ideal habits. This totally comes back to mindset, erasing the mindset that doesn't serve you, replacing it with perspectives that enable you and embracing what moves you forward to be more creative. Thank you so much for joining me on this session. Remember that you are valuable, your dreams are important, and it's never too late to be great.